0: magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in Roseanne Chang is the co-founder of Evergreen Authors, an online school teaching authors the business of being a writer. She is the author of five books and prior to evergreen authors was a former marketing director at an indie publishing house. Thank you for joining us Roseanne. you have a passion for helping authors create author platforms and market their books and get them into the hands of readers. I can't wait to chat about all of that. But before we do, share with us more about who you are, your early career, and your why behind writing your books and becoming an author.
1: Every creative person has a way of getting to a place where they are making a living off of their creative work. I'm certainly no exception to that. I've always been a writer and a teacher. I organically fell into a writing and publishing career that put me at this place where I have this very unique vantage point as both a teacher and author, someone who works in publishing and now who mentors authors and works as a ghostwriter. So there's never a straight line when we're talking about creative work. And I've always find that the people who are the most successful are the ones that are the most flexible on the journey. I was teaching high school English, always had these book ideas in my head, but never had time to write them. And then I had my first child in 2010. And I would remember thinking, if I am going to publish a book, now is the time to do it. I was uh, home with her. I wasn't sleeping the whole bit about being a brand new mom. And I felt like I needed this creative outlet. Otherwise I was going to lose my mind. I had this idea for a book about a school that takes corporate funding over federal dollars and what that would mean for the school system and for the students. And, And it got me thinking about what money could buy and what money doesn't buy in education. And I just started writing this book that I would want to teach. I loved writing it so much that I wrote another one. I had another child by that point because of the way my personal life was shaking out. It didn't make sense for me to go back into the classroom. I worked for an indie publishing house in Minneapolis as their marketing director for four years, worked with hundreds of authors and got to know their stories submitted to us, but also the stories around what marketing meant to them, what success meant to them. My role as a marketing director with authors was very similar to my role in teaching. I had to meet my students uh, where they were. So I would have two people sitting at my desk wanting to talk about marketing a very similar book. But if one was a single mom working two jobs and the other was a retired wealthy person with time on their hands their marketing plans were going to look really different. And that was okay. I learned so much from these authors about what success really looks like. And it goes far beyond selling books and making royalties off of your book. There's so much more involved to being a fulfilled creative person.
0: Isn't it so interesting how everyone's why is different at times when we have a baby or we do something where we have to stop and think about what it is we want. Mm-hmm. It takes us in such interesting directions. Yes. Because before we can be so busy doing our daily life that we don't really stop and think about what we truly want.
1: Absolutely. And the, the truth is when when your children come into the world, every priority that you thought you had totally shifts into where it belongs, which is your children, right? But at the same time, as much as uh, mom, I, I really value being the best mom I can possibly be to my kids. I also think that being the best mom that I can be also means showing them the example of living a creative life and not giving up this very important part of myself be, just because I am a mom in fact they can they can coincide
0: yeah and when you love work and you love what you do because you know i supported myself in la since i was 19 and i learned to have jobs and do things that i loved and when you love it after having the twins i found myself sitting in the nursery much like you said, thinking if I don't do something, a creative outlet or something where I feel fulfilled, like you said, you're going to lose your mind. So I, I love your career path. that's taken so many different turns from teaching to writing and publishing yourself and the marketing side. I have a business development background. When you market a book, it seems different. You have to learn the platform. And as a new author or even a, an established one, What is an author platform and what are your suggestions for creating one?
1: Yeah. You know, we talk about this a lot at Evergreen Authors because people throw around the term author platform all the time, but nobody really talks about what that means. People think a platform is a Facebook page or a speaking career or ad campaign. And those can certainly be part of an author platform, but really an author platform is two things combined. It's who you are not just your list of credentials, but also are you introverted or extroverted? Are you willing to be on social media or are you kind of anti-social media? All of these things about you, like what's your willingness to put forth the work and then who you can reach organically. We're all about starting with your organic circle. I'm not just talking friends and family. Those are the people who are going to love and support you no matter what, but really the people that you are writing to and for, you start with them and then you work your way out. I have seen an author platform look a million different ways for different writers. And it really doesn't matter the genre. It doesn't matter if it's your first or 20th book. The platform is what you are willing to put forth to get your book out there because there are millions of books out there and thousands get published every single day. You need to figure out a way to put your book out there in a way that's going to make sense to you. That's not going to feel like a horrible chore for you. And that's actually going to bring you joy because when you do that, you create this long game of an actual writer career, as opposed to a lip of sales and a, a story about that one time you wrote a book
0: can be so overwhelming to think about selling anything and wanting to sell it to the masses. Just start with one. Start with focusing on one, your ideal reader. How you say focus on the things that bring you joy, because there are some platforms that we love and there are some platforms where we think, oh, I you know, feel like I have to do this, but I don't really want to.
1: Yep. Oh, we talk about that all the time. I can't tell you how many times we've done a presentation and and people have said, I feel free after you're telling me this. I I don't have to be on Instagram if I don't want to be. No, you don't. You don't have to blog if you don't want to. You don't have to do a newsletter if you don't want to. But if you do, if that seems like something that's, oh, that kind of lights a fire in me. Like, yes, it's work, but it's creative work and it's fun for me, then that is the platform that you should choose. Well, of course, there's marketing aspects to it, right? You want to make sure that your readers are actually using that platform. I have found that, again, simple is best, right? Chances are, if you're already writing to a certain group of people, that means that you're relating to them in some way, I would assume. The platforms you like are going to tend to be the ones that they're on as well. So don't make things too difficult for yourself. Start with one or two things and then do those things well.
0: Don't overcomplicate it. Mm hmm. What are your thoughts today on self-publishing versus having a publisher? And how can an author get their books into physical stores, independent and local bookstores? There's a store called Pages in Manhattan Beach that I love and support. And the big ones, Barnes & Noble, Target, and other online platforms.
1: Those are Complicated questions. So, how do I feel about self publishing versus traditional publishing versus hybrid publishing? The way I feel is actually quite simple. You need to choose the path that it aligns with your goals. So, a lot of times authors will approach self publishing because they've been rejected by a traditional publisher and they're just sort of giving up and just fine, I'm just going to. Slap my book up on Amazon. I feel like going into any creative endeavor with that attitude is setting yourself up for failure. So you know, if you have a goal of being famous, let's just be honest, right? If your goal is to be famous and to be sitting with Oprah in Santa Barbara on her couch talking about your book, you're gonna need an agent and you're gonna need a big publishing name behind your book and you're gonna have to work real hard to get that. So if that's the goal, if that is your path, do it and do it well. If you're open to different ways, if maybe it's okay, if you're not on Oprah's couch, and maybe you just focus on other avenues that are more attainable, then maybe a self publishing or hybrid publishing an indie publishing house would be more beneficial for you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's pros and cons for both. A lot of those pros revolve around money and upfront costs, but we live in this amazing day and age where... No matter how you want to get your work out there, you can do it. You don't have to spend $100,000 with the fanciest publisher in town. You also don't have to do things so cheaply. If you put the time into it, and again, we talk about this a lot, but just being very honest with what your goals are, the publishing path will reveal itself to you instead of you chasing it.
0: How does an author get books into physical stores and other online platforms after choosing their path? And it's interesting because I listen to a lot of different podcasts, but Gary V mentioned recently, don't discount self-publishing. Because for the longest time, we had this idea that we could only be successful if we had a publisher. But it's so interesting how technology and there is respect for that, complete respect for that. But it's so interesting how technology and the landscape is changing the way we take in our content.
1: Yeah. I love Gary V too. So here's the deal. I think that the stigma around self-publishing, it has started to fade. And I, I shouldn't say started. It has been fading for quite a while. We work with so many authors who come to us with books that they have traditionally published, that they wish they had self-published so they could retain the rights and figure out how to do some more uh, marketing, have some more flexibility around marketing. And to keep more of the profits from their sales. I mean, this is, this is where the money gets a little bit complicated because like, if you, if you do have a traditional publisher backing you and and fronting the cost of your book, that is fantastic. They are in the business of making money for themselves though. So your contract will reflect that. And we've worked with so many authors who just They want some flexibility when it comes to putting themselves out there and growing their author platform, but they are bound by a contract with a publisher. And that is always really quite heartbreaking to us. At the same time, I I wouldn't say you should definitely self-publish and never traditionally publish. And I would never say the opposite either. It really is a very personal path, but it's also one that you should embrace. Once you choose it, go all in and enjoy it.
0: You and I met because I learned about you and your company on a podcast and I decided to reach out. One of my favorite things to do when I want to learn something new is to search in podcasts and just start listening until I find something that resonates. And Jessica Rhodes and Margie Feldhune, the founders of Interview Connections, who have both been guests recently on my podcast, would agree podcast guesting is such a valuable resource for getting your message and product to listeners. What advice would you give someone who wants to pitch themselves as a speaker?
1: I love this. And this is actually going to be similar advice to the question that you ask, which is how to get your book into bookstores. There's no difference between pitching yourself as a speaker, a podcaster, pitching your book to be displayed in a bookstore, pitching your um, platform in some way. It all boils down to authentic personal connection. That is how it's done. We talk about this with authors all the time. If you take your book to Barnes & Noble and you say, I have this really great book. And my goal is to make you know $1,000 a month in book sales from it. Barnes & Noble is going to be like, well, we don't care about your goals. Barnes & Noble is there for their goals. And it's going to be the same at with your local indie bookstore. So you want to go into the, that relationship and say, I have this book. Here's how it can help you. And here's how we can create a mutually beneficial partnership here, not just a, I'm using you for your platform kind of thing. That's how I approach podcasting and speaking in general. We do speaking events all the time at Evergreen Authors with different publishers. We're constantly, well, now on Zoom, we used to be in person as much as we could, right? And we would, We would never go to these writers groups or these speaking bureaus and say, here's a list of all the great things about us. They get pitched to from great people all the time. What they want to hear is, why is it going to be beneficial to me to have you as a guest on my podcast or feature your book in my bookstore or whatever? And I think that so many authors, so many speakers miss out on that very golden opportunity to create like a lasting partnership
0: with my background in business development, it's how can you help the client and how can you make their life better? Mm -hmm. And I think about this as I'm writing content too. It's like, how can I better someone who comes across the page? Right. So you're so right with that approach.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we think that creative work is somehow different like it's special it's it's so personal at the end of the day unless you're writing in a journal just for yourself if you want your book to get in front of other people you need to think of this as a business and it doesn't have to be in this horrible i'm selling my soul kind of way but just from that perspective of i'm creating relationships here i'm in this for the long game so how help me help you so true
0: At She Built It, we believe in experiencing the life and business that you crave. What is your favorite thing about being an author and running the business that you do today?
1: My kids. So I miss teaching all the time, but I also know that teaching is one of the most inflexible jobs in the world. You're on a a bell schedule and the, the myth of having summers off is hilarious to a high school English teacher. And as much as I loved it and do love it and miss it, my priority is my kids. And so when I have a writing career, what I do now is is so flexible. So I can write when I have the time, but if my kids need me, I don't have to. And, and I just think there's no price tag that I could put on that flexibility right now. My kids are nine and 11 right now. So they are at this wonderful, fun age where they're just figuring out who they are and they need me. I don't want to miss it.
0: Mm-hmm. I understand that. My mom taught kindergarten for 29 years. Mm. And so just when I talk to her about our kids, you know, she says, I didn't have iPads. When we needed a break during school, I had to figure out how to entertain 25 kindergartners. And I have eight-year-old twins. And the questions that are coming home about figuring out who they are, mm-hmm. it, it really is an important time. So that's great. It's great that you can be there for them and that you've found a career that's fulfilling for you and that you are that role model to them.
1: Truly, I can't tell you how proud it makes me when my daughter can talk to her teachers and say, my mom wrote this book or my mom's a writer. You you don't put a price tag on it. It's really pretty great. That's great.
0: I ask this question at the end of every episode because I believe finding joy in what we do is so important in our everyday lives. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip that you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy?
1: Oh, I love this question so much. It makes me realize one thing that we didn't touch on, which is sometimes when you get into a creative career, if you do something you love, you have the danger of burning out on it. I have worried about that sometimes. I I do Moonlight as a ghostwriter as well. So I've written books for other people and I, I really love that work. But a lot of times I do notice that my own creativity suffers as a result of that. It can be a little draining as a creative person. As Stephen King says, you have to really prioritize being a great reader. For me, obviously, as a writer, I've I've always loved books. I've always loved reading. And I don't look at reading as something that I just do if I can fit it in. It is a really important part of my day. I'll read some fiction, but I love reading books in any sort of genre that I know is going to help me in my business and continually learning. Because I think that's what really sparks creativity in the first place. Obviously, taking the time and taking the breaks is all great, but really prioritize reading books. It's never time that's wasted. We shouldn't look at creativity. I think some people might say this about journaling or writing poetry or something like that. It shouldn't be something that we do just when we can fit it in. It should be a really important part of our day that we prioritize and show our kids that we prioritize. Our creativity is important. Even if we don't sell it, it doesn't matter if you sell it or not, just prioritize it. So you're living a fulfilled life. And it's all the more important, I think, for women, because we just tend to hold up more than half the sky it, and the, the expectations on us are so enormous. And so it's all the more reason to just be very protective of that and be mindful of when that burnout's coming. Cause we all know when it's coming, we can feel it when you listen to it and go, okay, time to just shut it down. Then, then you have to do it.
0: So true. This has been such a fun conversation. I feel like I could keep asking you question after question. I love the path of your career and the business that you're building is helping so many people. It's so wonderful.
1: So congrats to you. Thank you. I have an amazing partner. So I couldn't do it without my Josie Robinson. She's truly amazing. So I am very fortunate. Yes, that's great.
0: And we have talked. It's great that your collaboration works so well.
1: Yes, absolutely. We're we're just beyond fortunate. We just work really well together and that is everything.
0: Well, I encourage listeners to reach out and chat with you if they have questions about being an author or author platforms. And can you tell our listeners how and where they can
1: find you? You can find me at evergreenauthors.com. We have all sorts of freebies and downloads. And I wrote a book called The Evergreen Author, which uh, really just encapsulates everything I know about how to create a really great author platform and be a career writer. So start at evergreenauthors.com.
0: If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It Business Consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.